And it wasn't like it wasn't bad, but it didn't. It was all right. It was it was good, like a C. Like I didn't waste my time watching it, but I probably had other things I could have watched that would have would have made me a better person. Hmm. <laughs> See, I think that's probably the problem right there, John. You're watching superhero movies. Trying to be a better person. Trying to be a better person. (laughs) That's accurate. Hello and welcome to another episode of Geekscant, the home of RPG goodness and general tomfoolery. My name is Zach and I'm the host for this evening. My co-hosts are the mayor of Fort Wayne, Troy Sandlin. Greetings, everybody. That's terrible. Right, <laughs> and Zach. then the uh, the dwarven DM John Christian, Lolly Ho, everyone, and and Happy New Year again. Uh, we kind of we've already come back from our our uh, holiday slumber, but it's still for, it's still early yet. I caught, yeah. caught a couple of winks since the last show, so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know we're still hitting the reset button. Absolutely. Uh, and then this is a creator interview episode, so we've got a couple of creators in here with us tonight. We've got uh, Michael and Strega. How are both of you doing? I'm doing fine. Thank you for asking. Doing well. Sweet. And we are here to talk about your upcoming Kickstarter that goes live tomorrow, January 9th, called Lycoma. And we'll be posting links to that in the chat as we get further in this evening. All right, um, let's just dive right into it. So this is the first time for both of you to be on the show. Um, mm-hmm. So the first thing that we like to do when we are when we have new guests uh, is just get into it with you, find out a little bit about who you are. Now, Michael, you joined me uh, for uh, a Gen Con Morkborg panel. Uh, yes, I did. Yeah, and we turned that into a podcast episode, so folks might remember you from there, I guess. Um, but let's start with you. Talk to us a little about, about who you are, what you what you kind of do in this space, and uh, anything else you want to find pertinent. I'm uh, Michael Mars. I got started over in the Pathfinder 1E side, and then uh, Morkboard came out, and I got started doing that. Uh, did... A couple of zines, uh, I think Slasher Zine's my biggest one, uh, run a few jams, and uh, then I joined this excellent co-op with uh, the other Bog folk, and we're doing this project. Ooh. Sweet. Uh, you said you said you started with Pathfinder. Um, uh, I'm assuming that you started with Pathfinder, because that's what you were playing at the time, but can you talk a little bit about, what, like, when did you... When did you start creating for Pathfinder, and what did that look like? Uh, I think it was 2018 was when I started doing stuff. I was doing a, a Pathfinder conversion and work and module stat work for uh, Frog God Games and Necromancer Games. Oh yeah. I, I've also worked with uh, a few other smaller companies. Uh, my favorite project was with a small Korean company about uh, converting uh, Korean folklore creatures into monsters for Pathfinder. That's cool. That would be fun. That is really cool. It was really fun, except for the 3 a.m. meetings. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me, let, me, let me stick on that just for a second, because I'm fascinated by that. Um, what would you say mythologically with 
those horrific creatures in curry in like between cultures like western creatures and like creature mythology versus what you worked on with them and did you, that's question one it's like is there a difference and then the second question would probably be what did you have to do to kind of come up to speed on and if not being an expert being competent enough to be feeling like that you could do it justice based on cultural differentiation from where where you came up from yeah so the biggest thing when working on it coming from my approach was i went with a uh, a top-down approach i took the uh creatures mythology i well, I started on Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> Authentic. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> then I, uh, yep, yep, from yep. Wikipedia, I would go to the sources and then read the other original stories. And Perfect. Uh, I got stories like that, and I talked to the creator of the system because uh, they wrote an entire setting based around like a mythical Korea. Mm. Nice. And That's I cool. was like, so what do you want these things to do? What are your must-haves? Mm-hmm. And then I built it based off of that, and it was uh, very interesting. Uh, it was different than anything else I had ever done because I was doing a lot of uh, wholesale creation as opposed to uh, just like, this is a goblin with levels, or this is a variant you know, monster, or I guess this is a unique dragon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. That's cool. Uh, do you remember the name of that company off the top of your head? Uh, I can pull it up right now. I'm on my computer. Those are the uh... the benefits. <laughs> yeah, it's it very interesting. A... It's very interesting. It's not the first time, and I'm sure it won't be the last that we like stumble across people who have done these like really interesting uh, regional or cultural. Uh, uh, products for different for different areas of our world and i like it's always fascinating to hear like how they stumbled into that project mm-hmm. right like um, yeah the project was the choreo hall of adventures Ooh, choreo hall of adventures sweet and uh yeah they uh that was a really fun one uh it's the only time i have done monsters that have different forms Mm. Mm. because like, uh, Korean folklore has a lot of monsters that evolve based off the number of years and their karmic uh, basically position and how many souls they've gathered. Mm. Interesting. So uh, basically how concentrated their power is, they will change forms as they grow older and more powerful. That's so. Cool. That's very cool. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, so so you, you tackled some Pathfinder stuff, then you moved on to Morkborg, which uh, I picked up your slasher zines, like, and those were, th- I think those were last scene quests or somewhere around then, but they were they were huge, and I think you actually ended up doing two of them for the same Kickstarter, if I recall correctly. I did, um, yes. Yeah, yeah, those were great. And then uh, we talked a little bit, I think, on the on the Gen Con panel, but you've been actively involved, as you mentioned, in, in the world of jams and and running through a bunch of those. Um, and now you're with uh, with you're with Bogfolk. What is what is that about? Maybe, Strega, you want to jump in a little bit with that? Yeah, sure thing. Uh, so the Bogfolk is mostly just a bunch of cool people, mostly from Markborg. 
who decided to create a co-op together. Mm -hmm. uh, we were kind of looking for a way to more in-depth make stuff and to more collaborate and do that on a fair basis. Sweet, sweet. And 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 so Strega, what was your journey look? What did your journey look like into the bog folk? Uh, I started out with Morkborg as well, um, and I made a bunch of stuff for there, uh, mostly small scale stuff. And then I joined the bog folk, and Lycoma is my first big project. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What what s starting off with Morkborg? I mean, like we all get in our own way, like we all get enraptured by that that core book, but what, what took you from, you know, Hey, this is a really cool system. Or this is a really cool, uh, uh, presentation, really unique to wanting to write for it yourself. I think the biggest thing was that I figured out that I can use uh, tabletop RPGs to tell very personal stories. Uh, that always interests me the most, um, really figuring out like basically using it as a form of expression. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And more work is very good for that because the book is very stylistic and very expressive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you you feel like a lot of your like your a lot of your personal expression gets to come out through like the the graphics on the page just as much as the text. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cool. Where could so 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 I know I can like slasher zine and stuff like that. I know where to find Michael's stuff, mm -hmm. um, and we'll we'll post links uh, as we need to down there. But if if people are curious to see like what did Strega uh, do before uh, before Lycoma, what where could they find that sort of stuff? Uh, I have my H page. That's mostly small scale stuff. Uh, but I've also been in Distant Whispers. Uh, that's my yeah. real big one. My first publication. Nice, nice. Yeah, Dissonance, awesome. Cool. Right on. All right. So that's 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 Michael and and, and Strago. Uh, and now you kind of coalesced into uh, uh, portions of Bog Folk, and from that, this weird, <laughs> in the best possible way, this weird <laughs> meat punk RPG has now evolved out of it. What? All right. So we yeah, shared yeah, this link well, a little bit. <laughs> Go ahead, Troy. Well, well, before we get any further. Yep, because yeah. I, I mean, going to ask the same question. I, I know, I know, I am fully versed in in the meat punk scene. I know all about it. <laughs> but for our our viewers and our listeners at home that may not be as you know steeped in it as I am, could meat, you please meat punk proficient? Yes, <laughs> could you please uh, define and 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 discuss what is meat punk and where did it come from? Uh, well, for me, uh, the biggest definition of meat punk would be um, using meat as technology. Um, I started getting into the scene from meat, extreme meat punks forever. Um, and I think a big thing that really sets apart meat punk from different genres is that meat punk is very much about your relationship to your body and how like stuff like capitalism or uh, fascism can actively change that relationship. Hmm. Okay. That's interesting. Is there like um, sometimes when people uh, come onto the show and they they're talking about like this this unique project or this 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 uh, specific genre that they're developing for? One of the things that sometimes helps uh, give our audience like triangulation points or points of reference is like is there examples of meat punk in television or books or movies or things like that that people might have accidentally stumbled upon? <laughs> 
Uh, a big one would be Cronenberg, uh, stuff like The Thing, uh, It. Mm -hmm. And um, also in anime, I think my biggest inspiration is Doraedoro. Um, in general, yeah, just very much body horror stuff. Mm -hmm. Didn't we talk about, uh, fellas, didn't we talk about a Cronenberg? We talked about Crimes of the Future on the show not too long ago. Yep, um, which is the newest yes. Cronenberg movie? I feel like you know, based off your uh, your uh, kind of summary of the of the genre there, like I feel like Crimes of the Future feels like a touch point to meet punk that I could make a connection with. That really actually helps me a lot because I was I was having a hard time thinking about it. And as soon as you said Cronenberg, I'm like, oh, of course Cronenberg makes sense. Like that's a great <laughs> example. Like if that's, if that's something that you feel like is, is representative, then I think that just really helped me capture the genre a little bit more there, which is mm -hmm. perfect. I uh, appreciate that. <clears throat> cool. Okay. So, so meat punk is this, is, is, is body horror, but also mixed with body as technology and the idea of how, uh, capitalism and uh, 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 fascism kind of deal with your body and how they utilize your body as a resource. Uh, yeah, that sort of thing. Much yeah. So. Yep. Cool. It is awesome. like turning gross human meat into the product that you are selling. And sometimes that meat is still you. Sometimes it isn't. Hmm. Hmm. I gotcha. Okay, that's very cool. All right, I'm 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 sucked in now. So, how, <laughs> so talk to me about what what is Lycoma doing with the meat punk genre. So, what Lycoma specifically is doing is we're very much focusing on a dystopic city. Uh, it's a city that's basically actively dying um, because of the relationship of using meat of the actual inhabitants of the city as a resource. And the main thing Lycoma focuses on is the relationship of fascism and uh, meat for your body. Gotcha. And it's, so it's it, go ahead, Troy. So it's, I feel like it's kind of almost like uh, the individual is is basically selling themselves off in yeah, order to much so. in order to have a place in this society. Mm -hmm. and it's almost like your your body, your your meat, is almost like a currency. Yeah, very much so. You're exactly. you're almost forced to to sell yourself. You're allowed to not, but you'll live a horrible life. Okay, so uh, another this. I mean, it's not meat punk, but I think it's kind of on the same idea. I believe the movie was called Out of Time. Am I am I right? The uh, Justin Timberlake. Oh, that's ah, in that time. Yeah. yeah. Where he, ha where the, everybody has just, you had this amount of time, that's it. So it's almost kind of the, the same thought process, only it's, it's not your time. It's, it's you. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Okay. Hmm. That's very cool. Now, um, on the Kickstarter page that you've given us a preview to, uh, it, it gives Striga, it gives you, uh, art and design credit right out the gate with that. But do you mm -hmm. guys mind talking about for both of you? Like what was your role? on this project. Yeah, so I mainly focused on art and design and the core idea of Lycoma has always been a personal project of mine. And when the Bogfolk started up, I decided to create it together with Bogfolk. Um, for the most part, my position was writing the rules and the bestiary and the random encounter tables and the mission generator. 
and that kind of stuff. Nice. I'm a mechanics guy. What did you, so it's a card based RPG, but so what, what are your touch points there? So we talked about touch points for theme, but what's your touch points as an RPG um, that people might be familiar with? We're a D6 dice pool system where a four up is a success. Mm-hmm. And you're aiming for a target number. You're generating your pool based off of what your body parts can do. Oh, wow. Nice. Nice. Yeah, go into that a little bit. Because I, as I was reading through the page, it's like you're, you're generating your character by drawing cards from body part decks. Like, yeah, exactly. Like limbs and, and things like that. So is are the people that are in the city... Are they not human, or are they, they created from meat parts? There's an interesting question there. Um, you would technically define them as human, but there's very much an element of body horror and like a ship of feces kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, um, we kind of have a theme of you've been built for your job or rebuilt. Okay. Ooh. Hmm. Hmm. That's cool. Okay. I, I, this is, this, I'm not going to lie. Like, um, I was, I'm, I'm super intrigued by weird projects and I was super in, invested in the idea of a weird meat punk RPG without knowing a lot about it, even before we came on tonight. Um, like this, this, this hits a lot of buttons for me and in, in, in all the right ways, but Giving you having you guys here to like give it a rundown and talking about you know touch points and how the system works and how you interpret things and where your inspiration comes from like really like the more you talk about it the more uh, compelling and how and, and and more like right up my like <laughs> John and Troy you'll have to you'll have to tell me if I'm overstepping here or overstating here but like you guys give me a hard time sometimes for like the weird body horror stuff that I bring to the table, especially in film and have us talk about. And uh, body horror is a, it's a really alien thing, right? And it kind of touches on something that's really primal inside of us about how we connect to our physical form. You yeah. know, our, our psyche or our id connects with the, you know, our flesh and the, the you know, the, the material, right? So mm-hmm. whenever you, <clears throat> it's one of those, like the, it's a, it's, it is a physical blasphemy. From, from almost from like a from a almost like a, a spiritual perspective or even a psychological perspective whenever you twist the physical form into something that the, the mind no longer recognizes right so i think that, it, that i can understand the fascination in that it's kind of like it makes you feel weird things right <clears throat> whenever whenever you play things that are like that and it's not a it's definitely not a it's like a flavor of ice cream that's just like I can't put my finger on this. I like I don't know why I like this. I shouldn't like this ice cream at all, but I like I like it like a like, lot or like a like sardine. Fried chicken. A, no, no, like fried, fried chicken. chicken no, fried chicken. I'm telling you, man. Fried chicken decks of cards are the wave of the future. Right, I didn't say Boy, decks of cards. It's ice cream. <clears throat> no, that's that's uh, that's heresy. It's good. I've had it. Okay. If you say so. <laughs> it's weird. It's good. <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah, go yeah cause, I mean, before before we, we we got started this evening, um, yeah, I'm like I was, you know, talking with Zach and John. I'm like, I I'm lost. I don't understand. <laughs> and <laughs> and it's like I the 
it's it's kind of one of those things where you know it, it's just kind of like beyond my my graph to me come up with it but the discussion so far has already gotten me figured you know okay now I see this hmm. and and I'm I'm starting to I, I'm starting to get it and now I'm definitely on the side of okay now I'm intrigued. Now I'm now I can now I can sit down and not Zach run this, but somebody can run this. <laughs> and I could I was like, okay, I understand now. It's yes, it's it's getting it's messed up. But <laughs> yes, I told, but it's messed up for a reason. And that's I dig that. And I really like to you know to, to go back to what Strega said earlier, telling the personal stories. And it's mm. like this this kind of gives you that avenue of telling those personal stories and in possibly changing the way people think about things mm-hmm. i mean just like i mean from what an hour ago to now i'm already like okay meat punk yes tell <laughs> tell me more not so much the cronenberg thing but yes tell me more <laughs> Mm. I'm super excited. I'm. I mean, this is an instant back for me at this point. So, so talk to us a little bit about. Let's move on to the Kickstarter side, product side of this. What do you have in store for us uh, going live tomorrow? Uh, could you answer that, Michael? Yeah, sure. Uh, we have a deck of cards, which is the entire RPG system. It will have the rules in it. It will have, if we hit the stretch goal, a, a printed bestiary in it. In the mm. deck of cards, and that'll be twenty dollars in the first forty-eight hours, or twenty-five after that. Mm-hmm. And then we're also doing a box set, and this is board game quality boxes. I'm not, you know, those flimsy cardboard ones, but an actual board game box mm-hmm. with tarot-sized card deck, uh, maps, pamphlets, character sheets, nice. and. This is assuming we're hitting all our stretch goals mm-hmm. because you're getting these all in PDF no matter what. Right. We have all of the stuff done, so you're getting it in PDF no matter what. Mm-hmm. But we're, we have a graphic for this if you uh, want to share it at some point. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's a full box set experience that is what I would look for in a box set. We have postcards from on locations. We have... Stuff to immerse you in the setting that is meant to show in-setting content hmm. while still relaying out-of-game information to the GM. Like uh, the bestiary, for lack of a better term, are the executives of each of the factions. Hmm. Nice. Nice. Uh, and uh, in the deck, that's not the beast here. We have sample mooks and goons and cogs in the machine and things like that. But those aren't in the bestiary because they're not important to, enough to matter to the city. Let me ask you this: What is the, what would the the average? How would a, a session go? Right? Like, what's the? Not to like t- dip too much into the actual product detail, like uh, specifics, but. <clears throat> you, when you sit down to play with friends or peers or whatever, you sit down and you play it. 
how does the what is the story where does it start and then how does it, how does the narrative flow from from the beginning and the kind of what's what would be like an example of uh of like a, a i'm assuming like a four-hour sit-down session to, to to play the game or to, to play it out not necessarily just mechanical function of cards and dice and mm-hmm. stuff like that but just like what, what would that narrative look like uh, I think it would mostly be focused on the individual interactions you have with your body. Uh, that's something we found out during the playtest as well, is um, your body really determines the type of story you tell. Um, so, for example, uh, if you have a card where you're a marionette, um, that becomes part of your story. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I remember my meat hook marionette. <laughs> And for the um, the actual campaign, we have a starting adventure called Pieces of Eden, which is very much focused on uh, finding your way into the, the higher reaches of society and trying to find an escape to the city, basically. Mm. Yeah, uh, we have a mission generator in the deck, so it comes in the core RPG experience. And uh, the way the missions work is you will be hired by one faction to work against another faction, and that will destabilize that faction and strengthen this faction on their hold of the city, because you're playing until the city collapses. Mm-hmm. the The remaining body parts are what strength is left in that faction after you generate characters. Mm-hmm. And so then, what is this? kind of like the the mist where there's there is no happy ending no matter which direction you go in so it's yeah. effectively it everything will effectively devolve or atrophy into um it'll effectively everything will rot or fall away right in the end not only the city but also your own body and, and things like that i guess it's very nihilistic I, I approach i guess yeah it's not a very happy ending type of game i mean you could <laughs> run it as that but the intention is very much more the the deep horror of Kafka and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Well, uh, I love the I love the graphic design. One thing that 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 you'll have to look at the live campaign tomorrow to get the full view of it. On, um, but I love the graphic design that I'm seeing here and all the art. It's this black and red and white limited color palette. Um, bold colors, bold images. Um, I really, really like all of that. Um, I'm a sucker for the box set pitch like that's my go-to if a campaign has a box set that's where i'm ending up um (laughs) so this looks like a really cool box set with a lot of like you said like a lot of not just the card decks but a lot of little assets and looks like a poster and different things that you can utilize to kind of uh uh heighten the experience um the other thing that i love about this and this is kind of like my last note is um i really feel like this is this is new genre for the rpg world i mean that that there hasn't been anything like this in the past 30 years but like right now i don't know that i can draw um a straight line from this and say this is very similar to this over here this applies well to this shot this product over on this side um from a dice mechanic system i think you've done a great job talking about like the d6 dice pool and I understand how all of that works and I understand the touch points and I definitely understand why a Borkborg crew came up with this idea. Like <laughs> there's, there's some ideas there, right? But at a, as a whole, this is something that I think um, 
is unique, but not only is it unique, it has a space within this uh, within this community, and I I'm super excited because of that. Like, um, I'm thrilled whenever I see something that's like not just a riff on something else, but but has its own agenda, and that agenda is something that um, hopefully I I think has has a community out there that'll be eager to scoop it up. So kudos to you guys for putting this together. Yeah, thank you. It def- yeah, to your point, Zach, it definitely has the sensibilities of no happy ending. Essentially a very nihilistic like uh, approach or uh, sensibility to Morkborg. Very much mm-hmm. so. It just doesn't have like the the metal edge the, the like the 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 frayed the frayed bla- uh, bladed edge of uh, the artwork, which I wanted to go ahead and say too, is like is really evocative. I, re- I really like the artwork in this too, by the way. Yeah, the, 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 the palette it's it's clean and it's simple. The the black red white, um, but not it's not like a like really harsh or like really like super saturated colors. There's a little mm-hmm. bit des- desaturation to it, and then I just I like the it's. Uh, Everything it, it's as I'm like as I get to scan through this, and I, I can count me as one of the lucky ones since I'm getting to do it early. But some scans scanning through this, and you're explaining it to me more. I'm like every single image in here makes sense now, mm-hmm. whereas mm-hmm. before it's kind of like just all over the. It, it doesn't it, until you really know the, the like the nucleus of what the what the product is the message the product is kind of trying to get across in it. Um, it doesn't really it it doesn't cohese to me, but it it's it's beautiful now. I love the packaging in particular too, like the the box and the die, the um, the cards and everything like that. It all it goes together really, really well. Yeah, I I I just want to comment on on one, well, two things. Uh, at at the end of the uh, at the end of the Kickstarter campaign, you've got uh, your your licensing mm-hmm. uh, restrictions or guidelines, and, and I I lo- the first one perfect you know because it, it it's open you do what you want just abide by wheaton's law which is awesome yeah <laughs> and then the second one it's it's like yeah you it basically says remember this is not a happy ending thing so don't try to make it you know, sunshines and rainbows. Yeah, it's mostly about not understating the darkness of it or the darkness of fascism, basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we have several factions, and even the good guyest of factions are bad guys. And we don't want people to be like. Well, same thing that happened with 40K, where it started as, you know, satire, and then people didn't realize the satire was there anymore. Yeah, yeah, and I I definitely appreciate the, that that stance that you've taken. It's like, yeah, don't don't heroize that which is not heroic. Yeah, exactly. It's it's almost like in you know I don't think a lot of people think about this, but the and you know and I love these movies, but the John Wick franchise. Everybody loves John Wick. John Wick is a paid killer. Yeah. He's done yep. incredibly bad things to get where he is, and all because everybody you know gets upset because somebody killed his puppy. They're on his side now. 
and he's now the hero. Mm-hmm. It's like he's a bad guy. And I mm-hmm. think you know, he's been uplifted to that hero status, whereas in this, yeah, it's it's all about it's all about the grind and you're the one being ground. So. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, cool. Uh, hey, well, Michael and Shrika, thank you so much for hopping on the show. Super exciting. Super, super excited about Lycoma. Um, this is going to be a highlight project for me, I think, of the next few months. This one this one stands out um, on my radar. Um, so best of luck to both of you and the rest of your team as you, uh, as you hit the live button tomorrow. Um, we'll be rooting for you. And cannot wait to see... Uh, Lycoma at my doorstep. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. All right. Well, let, as we round out tonight, uh, where can people find you if they want to follow you other than uh, following your Kickstarter page? Uh, we should. We are mostly on Twitter, um, at Bogfolk or at Bogfolk Cafe. It's and at we, Bogfolk, and we're also Bogfolk on Facebook. Right. Nice. Perfect. Perfect. Troy? John, anything else that we need to do before we close out here? Oh, uh, we have a Discord. Ooh, I perfect. don't oh. know how I forgot to give you a link to our Discord. <laughs> no worries. No worries. Yeah, that in, the, in the show notes. Yeah, yeah if, you wanna, if you want to just drop us all your links, I'll make sure it's in the show notes for when we uh, drop the podcast. Perfect. And yes, kill uh, a lot. I'm going to make this a podcast. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see kill a lot. Uh, I just put it in Twitch and I will send it to Zach right now. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right. Well, thanks again. Uh, Thanks, John. Thanks, Troy, for uh, hopping in here with us. And thanks to all of chat for uh, being with us as well. And go check out some Lycoma January 9th on Kickstarter. Play great games. Meat bags. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Whenever you're dismantling yourself, be as safe as one can be. While you're dismantling your silence. Good night, everybody. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode and you want to continue the conversation with us, go ahead and head on over to our Discord. There's a link in the show notes. and You can always shoot us a message on Facebook to get a link there as well. Uh, while you're at it, if you wouldn't mind, give us a like on Facebook. Give us a subscription over here on your podcast feed. Uh, give us a review and some stars while you're at it. That would be awesome. That's the way we get in front of more people. And if you want to watch a live show, we're live almost every Sunday and Tuesday on Twitch and YouTube. And you can find links to all of that right there in the Discord. We'll see you next time.